They're continuing to load in well here for this big Group 1 event. There's a bit of movement from out wide. This will be confirmation from downstairs. Hello, broadcast. Okay. The clerks of the course have been passed fit to start, and Dean and Lewis are in the saddle. The red light goes on. The clerks of the course podcast is set to begin. Ready. And they're off. Chautauqua very late. It's English a half length in front. Can he do it? Chautauqua. He's flying. Yes. And excellent. But McCarty Diva clear with 100 metres to go. Excellent runs to second. On a zone runs on. But a champion becomes a legend. McCarty Diva has won it. G'day punters, welcome back to another episode of the Clarks of the Course podcast, a special Melbourne Cup 2020 edition. Uh, Dean Watling and myself, Lewis Willoughby, are going to be running through the field of 24, set to line up in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday, the first Tuesday of of November, as it always is. Uh, And Dean, I think you might agree with my sentiments here in that it's it's such a strong cup this year, one of the great... uh, cups that I can remember in recent memory and I'm sure uh, that there's not just one or two but a handful or more of of possible winning chances and um, if you feel that way as well punters we're going to be here uh, to run through all the chances who we're keen to be with uh, who we're keen to save on and who we are keen to steer clear of Dino do do you agree with that do you think it's one of one of the strongest ones in recent memory yeah I think so I think the top five or six uh there's not much between them at all. You got horses like Anthony Van Dyke, um, very elegant, um, Prince of Iran, Surprise Baby, and Tiger Moth, who a lot are on a lot of people's minds. So outside of that, there's a few rough chances, but those top sort of five, six, seven horses are very, very strong. And I thought the undercard as well for this year's Flemington, um, the race, sorry, for Melbourne Cup Day races was outstanding as well. I found three or four bets around the program as well. Normally, it, sometimes it can just be. Um, hurry up and get to the cup type action. But I think there's three or four races even after the cup. There's some nice horses going around. So I think on a on a whole, um, I haven't been this enthusiastic about a race day or Melbourne Cup day um, for my whole life. So I, I'm absolutely keen as to get stuck into it. Beautiful. That sounds very promising. We might um, get your thoughts on the on the rest of the card at the end of the pod and, and we'll see if we can, uh, if we don't have any luck in the cup, at least we'll know we've got a few other chances to blast out. Uh, with a few winners but mate without further ado I reckon we just jump straight into this preview the first thing we're going to do for the for the punters is have a look at the speed map now obviously uh, 24 horses with a big field over a long distance uh, it can be hard to line these speed maps up in in terms of exactly where they're going to sit but I think we've both uh, got an idea of who's going to push forward uh, who's going to be handy who'll be midfield uh, and who'll be bringing up the rear so mate let's have a look at your speed map first uh, walk us through yours. Yeah, so I think this cup will be run completely different to last year. I don't think the jockeys um, will let it get run like it did last year. They absolutely crawled in that race. I've got horses such as Finch, Dashing Willoughby, uh, Master of Reality, Twilight Payment, Persan, Etna James. Um, Claire's got the blinkers on, so from Barrier 3, I think it will be prominent. So I think we can see um, a lot of pace up front. Um the most intriguing factor is where these horses, the main sort of chances, we talk of Amphi Van Dyke, your Camelots, your Sir Dragonettes, very elegant. They're all drawn at the back. Um, I think Kieran McAvoy has an absolute task on his hands. 
uh, from Barrier 23 with the current favourite, uh, Tiger Moff. I expect him to roll forward and try to find cover in that 3-4 wide line. Um, in behind horses such as Amphi Van Dyke, uh, Russian Camelot, Warning, Miami Bound, that will be midfield in that 3-4 line. Um, I think surprise baby from the barrier. Um, I think you'll try to get to the outside, so I'm not sure quite what they do from 13. Hopefully they'll get a spot um, midfield with a bit of cover. Um, same to Prince of Iran. Barrier one, um, you prefer to draw one than 24, I guess. Um, I think um, Carr might be a little bit more prominent on that horse. You don't want to be sort of those three, four, five, six, probably six and seven pairs back the fence. Um, that would be a disaster come around the bend. So look for him to sit around that um, three, four pairs back uh, on the inside there. Hopefully he gets a split. So I'm expecting it to be a fast run um, cut. Is that how you see it? Yeah, mate, we're pretty much the same, as you said. I think um, Vaughn Declare with the blinkers on, personally, I think has absolutely zero chance in this year's Cup, unfortunately. So I wouldn't be surprised if Danny O'Brien uh, sets it as the pacemaker and from that, you know towards the inside, I think it'll lead. Um, Dashing Willoughby from 19, Michael Walker will have to go forward and push across, maybe sit outside lead or he'll uh, toe up the three wide line. I think Finch gets a really good run. Uh, in behind the speed, finally with a bit of cover, hopefully. That's uh, a fingers crossed kind of job. And horses like Eddard James, Persan, they're all jumping from barriers 20 and above, might have to roll forward as well. Completely agree. Tiger Moth, gee, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be in Karen McAvoy's shoes. He's going to be doing his homework, I'm assuming, because he's, he's going to need a real piece of riding and, and probably some luck as well to be able to get in a good position from barrier 23. It's not impossible but it just makes it a lot harder. Uh, back in the field, Avilius, King of Legrants, Ash Run from the widest barrier, 24. I think they just go back. Um, I'm not, not too sure what else you could do from that. I'm glad you mentioned Prince of Iran there, and I'll touch on Prince of Iran later, as you will, but from barrier one, it screams traffic problems, and and Jamie Carr, similar to Kerry McAvoy, is going to be doing a lot of homework and a lot of fingers crossed kind of stuff that she'll be able to get the splits when she needs to. Um, best case scenario, it gets a really cushy run and and, and finds the gaps and, and is strong. But worst case scenario, and and probably more likely almost, is she's three, four pairs back the fence with a uh, wall of asses in front of her with nowhere to go and, and, and it all goes a bit bums up. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Anthony Van Dyke, I think, gets a lovely run as well from Barrier, uh, from its Barrier, Barrier 3. Mate, uh, we're going to move on to your main chance in the race. I know, um, as I said in the, in the lead-up, there's probably a few horses you can back in the race, not just one, as is the way that you know, you know punters tend to do it in this race. We like to back a few because it's such a big field uh, and such good odds. But who do you have uh, as your main chance in this year's Cup? Yeah, exactly like you said, you got $8 uh, favourite there and tie them off, so... You can easily play two or three horses and make a hefty uh, or nice profit for that. So that's definitely a great way to play it. I have landed on and very keen on Tiger Moth. I know everyone um, pretty much in Australia is tipping this horse up, but I couldn't get away from him at all. The replays um, back in overseas were outstanding. They actually got me quite excited. We all know the uh, Northern Northern Hemisphere three-year-old stat. Um, I'll run you through it. They've had four starts in the Cup. The first start was in 2007. Horse called Maher ran third, um, rated 115 upon arrival in Australia. 2017, Rekindling um, won the Cup, as we all know. It had a rating of 118, 
leading into the Cup. 2018, across Kiana, uh, won that Cup. We all know that. Had a rating of 120 when it came out to Australia. Last year's hard luck story was Il Paradiso. Come third in the Cup, had a rating of 117 um, as it comes to Australia. This year, Tiger Moth, um, 117 is the rating. Has that Northern Hemisphere three-year-old. I think that's the right form. I think that's the right recipe, and we'll see more and more of this to come. Uh, going back to its form overseas, um, you just got to take a look at his Irish Derby form. Um, he has absolutely outstanding turn of foot. Do note that was on a wet track. I think he's suited to a dry track. He was second, carrying 58.5 kilos to a horse called Santiago. Um, he went on to then run 2.25 lengths off Stradivarius in his next start over 3,000 metres. Um, Tiger Moff then went to a Group 3 race um, over 2,414 metres and had a four-length win, eased down, could easily have been more back on a dry track. Um, I think they're the right form lines. Um, slight query, and that's a query for everyone probably, is five starts leading into a Melbourne Cup um, and the barrier. I don't. I think if you could pick any horse, in, uh, any jockey, sorry, in Australia to get a horse home from barrier 23 in a Melbourne Cup, you'd be on Kieran McAvoy. He did it similarly on uh, Brew. Um, he's an absolute marvel. He's probably the best staying jockey in Australia, in my opinion. Um, the five starts into the Cup, yeah, he's inexperienced, but then you can counterweight that with the fact he's, he's done a lot in his five starts. Um, where's his ceiling? How much has he improved? Um, his runs between the Irish Derby and his Group 3 win was absolutely outstanding. I think we're just getting a nice surprise for the barrier. Um, and I'd like to get your thoughts just quickly, probably. I know it's going to be a very hot day there, and I'm hearing that they're going to uh, water the track heavily um, Tuesday morning, and, and a lot of punters are saying that the, the inside might chop out early days just because of the fact of the, the watering of the track. So this could favour those horses coming down the outside um, by race seven. Could that be the spot that we're seeing horses? Yeah, look, possibly. I mean, that is, again, a, a, a theory and maybe more so a rumour I'd be very surprised if the track curators watered it so much that the inside started to chop out on what's arguably Flemington's biggest day of racing. I, I uh, you know, I've been quick to bag track curators in the past, but they're in the job for a reason. If if they watered the track so much that the inside started to chop out, I'd be seriously disappointed. Uh, but yeah, look, it may happen, and yeah, you're right. That might just suit the horses building momentum out wider on the track. Uh, so Tiger Moth's your top pick. I want to play devil's advocate. Um, and I'm, I'll just I'll jump to my lay now rather than go to my topic just so we can keep talking about it. I want to be against Tiger Moth. I agree with everything you said to an extent. For me, at the price under double figures for a horse coming, a three-year-old, uh, Northern Hemisphere three-year-old coming here uh, in its fifth career start straight to 3,200 metres for the first time from barrier 23, Oh, gee, I reckon you need balls of steel to be taking it on, uh, or to be backing it, sorry. Um, you're 100% right, Karen McAvoy's the man to do it. Uh, but I think you've got to have concerns on whether it, you know, is looking for 3,200 metres at this stage of its career. Breeding, it's by Galileo. You know that it's going to get there. Um, but sometimes it just takes a bit of maturity for them to want to get up to that distance. Uh, when, he, when he won over 2,400 metres, he just wanted to lay in uh, towards the end of the race, sometimes that can be the sign that uh, that he's just getting to the peak of his distance range at the moment. So, look, he's very impressive. Where is the ceiling? You're right. I'm not. I'm not sure. He could be just one heck of a horse. 
Um, but yeah, I, I want to be against Tiger Moth, and I, you're 100 right. Everyone else is tipping it, so I had to play devil, devil's advocate to an extent. Um, and I just, I just can't fight. If they were offering 15s, something like that, then yeah, probably becomes a bet for me. But 850 or or, or around that, um, I, I just can't get it to that price, and I want to be against it. My top pick in the race. Um, I'm going kind of wide and it reflects the strength of the race and the uncertainty of it. I want to be on Finch. Um, Chris Waller, James McDonald's fourth up here. It's had absolutely no luck this prep, I thought, but just still continues to run well. Last start, the Caulfield Cup, it finished fifth um, and probably was entitled to drop out much more than it did, but it just always really knuckles down and no no matter where it's finishing, it gets through the line really hard. It's the sign of a tough horse who just, you know, continues to give his all, uh, give her all every time. So it was three wide, no cover last start in the Caulfield Cup, as it has been every bloody start this prep. Still stuck on really well. Barrier six here for me is the huge turning point. There's no chance it gets stuck without cover this time. And if it does, <laughs> I'm giving up the punt. It cannot possibly get stuck three wide, no cover from barrier six. I think it gets a dream run in behind the speed. Um, it, it, there's a chance it even might go and find the fence or maybe sit one out, one back. I th- it's just going to map wherever it sits. It's going to map really well. S. Peter's favourite in the cup last year. I think it was an $8.50 favourite. Still ran really well. So you know that um, th- there's there's market confidence at this top level over the distance. And at the current price we're getting, uh, which is, if I check right now, there's $19 available on Betfair with the possibility of getting better on the day. Um, I thought it's a, I thought it was, it was a great chance and it's over the odds. So Finch for me uh, as the main chance. Now, obviously, Dino, you've got a few uh, that you're going to be saving on apart from backing Tiger Moth. Who are, you, who are your main dangers and who are you keen to save on? Yeah, like you said, <laughs> Especially just touching back on Tiger Moth as you lay, you're right in the price. You're getting it's a seven dollar fifty favorite currently. I think it, it can't get any shorter. Surely, I think if it gets to six dollars, it's no bet at all. Uh, we got nine dollars about Cross Counter, fifteen dollars about Il Paradiso. Um, just think, like exactly like you said, it, it's probably getting a rock bottom odds. If it would have drawn a barrier, say fifteen or fourteen, then. Yeah, for sure, maybe around that $6 quote would be a right bet. But 23 there's a lot of luck. And it's probably going against one of my theories is that you look for a horse that's had a perfect prep leading into a big race like this. You, it's it's um, it's way too hard. You're guessing. You're, you're not even – you don't even know how the horse has come over. You won't know this till It's probably in the yard. So there's a lot, a lot of queries, things you don't know. So you're exactly right with the price. I wouldn't recommend getting involved around that $6 price. It has to drift for mine. Um, getting with my savers, I'm keen to save on Prince of Iran. Um, I thought it was a great, um, great pre-trial leading into the cup. Um, he always runs a great race down in Australia. You can't knock that. He's placed in two cups um, so far. Comes to this third cup prime for a big performance. You get an informed jockey, Jamie Carr, on. I don't think that's a negative at all. If, if anything, it's a positive. Barrier one, you're 100% correct what you said before. Um, interesting with the leaders that we mentioned, we got horses like Enter James pushing forward wide, Persan. They're all horses that are long odds in the market. If those horses succumb to pressure, say, over that last 400, they're going to be dropping straight back in the lap of a horse called Prince of Iran. So that's the slight query on the map. But 
I thought the run in the Caulfield Cup was probably the second best run in the race. Uh, got shuffled back on the bend and sort out to buy it. Uh, it's time, um, probably a length or two. So I I would have added a length or two to its running um, in the Caulfield Cup. That's all you want to see leading to 3,200 metres. Like I said, drawn well, but it's a slight query. If um, if he does get those horses back in his lap, he ran the la- fastest last 200 of the Caulfield Cup, 1192. Um, I'll move on to another horse uh, you could definitely save on, a horse called Surprise Baby. Uh, wouldn't A lot of people have been knocking his run leading to the Cup. Uh, I thought it was an outstanding run. Um, he exactly the same as Prince of Iran, did everything needed leading to the cup over that 2,000 metres. Um, we know he runs the distance, I think, with an even tempo last year. He wins the cup quite well. Um, the form around, very elegant, the right form. Um, and if you have a look, um, a lot of people are knocking he rang ninth leading to a Melbourne Cup, whereas last year he won the race. You could arguably say that the, the run he had uh, leading to this year's cup would have probably put three or four lengths on the field. He beat leading to last year's cup. He beat horses that wouldn't even get a start in the Melbourne Cup. So I and think he, that argument's um, he had irrelevant. No luck in that Turnbull either. Like, he yeah. had absolutely no luck. Exactly, exactly. I think you look at the field that he, he raced against last year when he won leading to the cup. And like I said, the second rate to the horses that he raced against in the um, the race this year leading to the cup, so I think that's that's definitely not not a worry for mine at all. He gets a perfect run, Barry Seven. Craig Williams won the race last year, so there's plenty of ticks there. Um, and he's dead set been trained for this one race. No other races. There's been no other race in mind. Doesn't want to collect any prize money on the way. He's had two starts since his last cup, so gets him very nice with the weights. Um, I think he's a save and. If you're possibly having one more save, you can't go across the top weight at all. Anthony Van Dyke, that was an absolutely outstanding run in the Caulfield Cup. Um, had the huge weight. Um, he could have got past uh, very elegant late, but she showed an outstanding kick on a soft um, track. I think dry tracks advantage him for sure. Another one who draws uh, pretty well, Hugh Bowman on, and you know O'Brien bring their best horses Um down to Australia probably for these races, especially with the prize money around. So they're the horses I'm keen to save on. Prince of Iran, surprise baby, Nanfie, Van Dyke. Are they similar to you? Mate, great minds think alike. They're three for me as well. I'm just going to switch the order around a little bit. My main save is surprise baby. As I said, and as you said, no luck in the Turnbull last start. Just got blocked for a run most of the way. It was huge behind Humidor first up. Huge run in last year's cup. Carries a kilo more this time around, but I think he's right on track and just gets so many more favours than it did in last year's one. So surprise, baby, as you said, definitely. Prince of Iran, can't add much more. Just needs a bit of luck from Barrier 1. Anthony Van Dyke, it was uh, definitely a huge run in the Caulfield Cup. It looked the winner 200 metres out, just couldn't get in very elegant. 58.5 kilos, that's a huge weight. Um, and it's going to need to be every bit as, as good as we think it is to win. Um, but it's got lengths of improvement in it coming into this. It beat Stradivarius two starts back at Longchamp. That's very good form. Um, and I think it runs a big race from that suck draw uh, in uh, Barrier 3. There's a f- two others I just want to add in here that are at big odds uh, that I think uh, if you're playing first fours, as, as, as most people do in the Cup, you should be adding these two into your first fours. I think they're maybe not um, winning chances per se, but they've got to be. 
uh, able to run a hole. I think the first one I want to say is warning. Uh, it was disappointing in the Caulfield Cup last start. I don't think it's a Caulfield, Cup, Caulfield horse at all. Two starts back, uh, it was huge at Flemington, rocketing home from uh, well beyond midfield. I know it'll get the trip. It's definitely, it's got 3,200 metres written all over it. Coming back to Flemington is a huge tick. Barrier eight, it's going to be right next to Surprise Baby uh, and the Chosen One and, and Stratum Albion and those kind of horses. Uh, and I think, yeah, back at Flemington at, at the huge odds um, is definitely uh, worth for your exotics. I think it's about 50 bucks on uh, Betfair at the moment. Again, likely to get better. And uh, another one I want to add in is Miami Bound. Uh, that was a huge win last start in the Mooney Valley Cup over 2,500 metres. You can argue that its best form comes on wet, but I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's out of its depth on dry ground. The strength through the line over 2,500 metres in that Mooney Valley Cup win was really encouraging. Uh, it's another big price, and I think it's a sneaky chance as well. Uh, maybe needs a touch of luck from Barrier 13. Um, but yeah, those the Miami Bound and Warning, I think they're definitely two that you can be chucking in. Sir Dragon 8, and I'll, I'll get to you in a second, Dino, because I know you're keen to be against. I don't really have a firm opinion on it. I'm It's kind of sitting on the fence for me in terms of either a saver or a leave out. It was a big win in the Cox Plate Fresh. Uh, it only kind of got warmed up through the line. Uh, 3,200 metres, I think, is still a query. But listening to Glenn Boss talk, uh, and he said the way that it savaged the line fresh in the Cox Plate. And he was talking about how it pulled up, and he said its nostrils weren't even flared. It was like it could have run around again. So there's people potting the 3,200 metres. I'm not too sure. Uh, Glenn Boss is pretty confident, and obviously Group 1 Glenn, he knows how to win a Melbourne Cup. Um, yeah, just what – I know you're keen to be against Sir Dragon A, so talk me through it. Yeah, I just think that the price um, – he's just priced uh, probably on height from his Cox Plate um, – run I don't think that's the form I want to follow into this year's cup um definitely his late speed was absolutely outstanding but he got all favors that day with that soft track six stars for three wins on soft um three wins on soft two seconds I think the market told the story they came late from him uh late for him sorry after they knew the fact of the weather um I think that's a big key with the horse he was crunched late in betting uh once punters knew that it was um a wet track I think on a dry track, it's going to be bone dry by the time we get to race seven. Um, just a slight query for mine on him over the 3200 And $11 in the market, yeah, it's a good Cox Plate um, run, but I'd prefer to have a horse that finished third to him in the, in the Cox Plate, uh, Russian Camelot, then um, Sir Dragonet. Got to carry 55.5 kilos. That's probably above the weight scale that I want to go for a horse like that. I'd prefer to take a horse carrying... 58.5 in Anthony Van Dyke than Sir Dragonette. So I just think at $11, um, I think the market might come for him because it, it's a it's a known horse to sort of non-regular um, punters now because of the Cox Plate win and because of Glenn Boss's celebration. That got media attention. Um, so I'm just keen to be against on a dry track, 3,200 metres, um, draws well. Group one, Glenn in the saddle, but uh, for those factors, I'm against him. Just a quick question on warning and uh, Miami Bound. I like the fact that you mentioned warning start two back. He only finished a length off, um, very elegant. Uh, we were talking about the run of Prince of, uh, sorry, Surprise Baby in that very race. Um, 
he probably had a run, a better run if if not um, probably one of the best closers in that race. He's fifty one dollars compared to Prince of Iran. Is is that your main leading to that horse? Yeah, for sure. And and, and we interviewed Sam um, only last week, and he was he was quite bullish that. Uh, the failure in the Caulfield Cup was purely down to the fact that he's just not a Caulfield horse. Um, and, and even Sam was quite bullish on that he'll run a really big race here. 53 kilos, Luke Curry on, who's returned in great form since his injury. Uh, and, yeah, in that Turnbull, one length off very elegant. You, you're probably getting the price here because of the SPs as well. It was $61 in the Turnbull, $21 in the Caulfield Cup. Um and ninety one dollars when racing first up in the Maccabi Diva over sixteen hundred meters. So uh, the SPs are long, and they have been long this prep, and so that's probably why we're getting another long one here. But yeah, back to Flemington, thirty two hundred meters. I'm 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 almost certain he gets it. Um, oh yeah, I, I G. I, I thought crazy price. I really thought crazy price. I wanted to ask you about one as well um, that I didn't mention in my savers because I, I you know I can't be back and. Half the field, but one I really struggled to leave out, um, and it only kind of came to me late once I went through the race a few times was Twilight Payment. Now, Twilight Payment, maybe not the best in last year's Cup, finished 11th, beaten uh, just under three and a half lengths, but since then uh, has won at Curra in the Group 3 vintage over 2,800 metres by two and a half lengths, then went to the Group 2 Curra Cup over the same distance. Uh, and was a dollar fifty-five favorite, won by eight lengths over Master of Reality, uh, and then just recently uh, in the Group One Irish St Ledger finished third with sixty-two kilos. Gets in with fifty-five and a half here. Did you have any thoughts on Twilight Payment? Yeah, like you said, you can line up the form very easily with Master of Reality, who ran very well in last year's Cup. Um, I just think at the if you're taking a horse at 55.5 kilos, you, you want a horse that's proven and you know they run well in the cup. Um, the start, there's no start obviously into the cup in Australia this year. That's a query for mine. Um, if I'm backing a horse from overseas um, without a start in New South, uh, sorry, New South Wales in Australia, um, it has to be one of those Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds. I think those two factors um, balance each other out when taking that risk. Whereas you're taking the risk of a horse that is carrying 55.5 kilos, has good form back in uh, back overseas, but in saying that, we haven't seen him in Australia, um, hasn't had the run, um, and you're taking a horse with 55 kilos, which isn't the best record in the cup carrying that weight. So for those factors, I'm keen to just leave him out for sure. But he goes around as pretty much the same odds as Master Reality, a horse that he beat by eight lengths back overseas. So there's an easy case to make there about the the price. But for me, I'm just keen to leave him out. Yeah, beautiful. And it would be amiss of me uh, not to quickly mention uh, Russian Camelot, who, who's still forging ahead to the cup. There were some worrying moments late last week when overnight it got out to a hundreds on Betfair. I don't know if uh, people have heard about that story, but got out to a hundreds and there was a bit of they knew about it and we thought it might come out. But uh, Danny O'Brien said, nope, still on track, still good to go. Um, it's going to get some more favours this time with a big you know, big field, genuinely run race. Um, and if you – if would I be – I'd be lying if I said I might not have a couple of dollars on it come – uh, jump time just because I'm not sure if I'd be able to live with myself if it won, being, you know, the head of the Russian Camelot fan club. 
Um, but yeah, look, I'm still certain it's feeling something, uh, and and you can't over race at 3,200 meters and expect to win. So, um, maybe just a few shekels on at jump time. Hmm. What, what did you think about Russian Camelot? Yeah, I thought his run in the Cox Plate was um, huge. Had to do that work early, unsuited. And we're yet to see him over a proper distance like this too. I think if anyone in the field, he absolutely lapped up that 2,500 um, back in SA. So um, I definitely wouldn't be ruling him out. He's probably a smoky um, under the radar now after two losses. People, they're quickly to praise him as the best horse in the world and they're just as quick to sack him as <laughs> as a donkey after two, um, a second and a third, which it's really nothing uh, nothing bad at all. Um Dry track was a slight query for mine, um, but he leads probably one of the Australian-trained attack for sure. He's, he's going to look like the winner, I reckon, at one stage. Um, he just has that style of racing that he puts himself there, always runs well, um, and I'm just keen to see him over 3,200. If he handles that dry track, I don't think he's um, as far as a chance as many people Thought. $12, that's another story. I think that's too way too short for him. I'd be taking probably $15, $16, $17. But like you said, um, if he relaxes, um, we'll probably know in the first, say, two, 300 metres how he's going to go. Um, see if he relaxes. We'll, you'll be able to rip up your ticket if he doesn't. Um, but I'm definitely not sucking. But at the price, I, I couldn't get entertained at $12. Yeah, beautiful. Now, mate, before we wrap up the cup and move to a – few other sneaky chances on the card. Just going to run through my numbers uh, in confidence order. Punters, do what do with this what you will. You might want to put them in a box first four. You might want to back, you know, half or three quarters of them straight out. But these are my numbers for the 2020 Melbourne Cup in confidence order. 11, Finch to beat 13, Surprise Baby. 1, Anthony Van Dyke. 12, Prince of Iran. 19, Warning. 23, uh, Miami bound and six in uh, twilight payment. So 11, 13, 1, 12, 19, 23, and six. I think there's uh, seven selections there. Dano, what are yours? Yeah, I'll run through my – I've got written out my top five. So my main bet will be on Tiger Moth. I'll be saving on Prince of Iran and Surprise Baby. I'll be praying tonight um, for rain. <laughs> I'd be chips in very elegant if there was any little bit of rain around. I uh, still think she's got absolutely huge class and an engine probably that most of us don't have. Um, for fourth, very elegant, like I said. Fifth, Anthony Van Dyke. So Tiger Moth on top from Prince of Iran, Surprise Baby, very elegant, and Anthony Van Dyke. They, and um, laying Sir Dragonette. Beautiful. Now, if this doesn't work out, uh, help us, help us, battlers out here with a, with a few other sneaky bets on the card. You haven't told me them before we came on, so this will be news to me as well. Who else are we? Uh, who else are we betting up on? Uh, I'm trusting the Sydney form. I'm backing three Sydney horses. These aren't huge plays; they're just the probably horses that um, I've had a quick glance at, did a little bit of form, and thought are great chances. The first one comes up in race two, so we'll build a nice bank before the cup. Race two, number two, Joviality. Brings that forbidden love form. Um, I love when a horse runs at 1,400 metres and then sticks to 1,400 metres for the second time. Um, love that setup. Like I said, um, 0.3 lengths off forbidden love who ran a huge race in the Empire Rose um, on Derby Day. 
So race two, number two, Joviality. Then we'll, um, once we win the cup on Tiger Moth, we'll have a big bank there to bet up big in race eight, number 15, Purple Sector. Dry track is absolutely key for this horse, has been gelded um, this prep and has turned a corner. That last start win was absolutely outstanding. Put them to pay, three lengths win. Rated well, sectionals, everything was outstanding. Comes through that first up form line with um, Bottega, Cradere, uh, so yeah, Bottega, prime candidate. That's nice form. Um, so the second bet would be race eight, number fifteen, Purple Sector, and then probably the better one of the better bets of the day comes up in race nine. Oh, sorry, race ten. Uh, race ten, another Sydney horse trialed up a storm this time in. Didn't like the trials last prep and failed first up. That horse is Joe Dash. Ran in that um, very, very classy um, year of three-year-olds where we had yes, 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 bivouac, exceedance. Um, trials back this prep have been much, much better. Um, Gay, Gay and Adrian do a great job travelling their horses. Um, draws perfect in barrier four. So finish out the day, race 10, number 15, yo, dash. So joviality, race two, number two, race eight, number 15, um, Purple Sector and Race 10, number 15. Yeah, Dash, there are three outside of the cup I'd be keen to play on. Do you have any bets, mate? Beautiful, mate. If we're not making money on Tuesday, I don't know what we're doing wrong. There's some great bets there. Look, no, I haven't had a massive look at the rest of the card. I'm covering uh, Packingham on Thursday. Uh, one that I was keen to bet, uh, that I am keen to bet on, though, in the quick squeeze of the card that I've done, we're getting cash early. Race 1, 10.45am, you're up and about, you've got a beer in your hand. Uh, before 11 a.m. And uh, we're going to set up the day with a win. The favourite in the first from the Godolphin Yard integrating. I uh, think it's a very, very, very smart two-year-old. Beat General Bow, who I had a massive opinion on at $12. Now jumps a $2.50 favourite from Barrier 2 down the straight. think it'll be too good for these. Keen to be against that Marine 1 thing on debut. Uh, by it's, uh, Lloyd Cannibal Stable, no doubt, paid an absolute squillion for it, as he always does. Uh, but no, keen to be against it. Race experience. Get off and get on 250. It'll start off the good day. Mate, great group one uh, preview of the Melbourne Cup 2020. It's going to be a cracking race. Um, and, and punters, just most importantly, enjoy the day for what it is. I mean, that only comes around once a year. Ten races, kicks off at 10.45. It's uh, an unbelievable day. For those of you down in Melbourne as well, lucky enough, get the day off. Uh, not so much Dino and I. We'll be, uh, <laughs> we'll be working hard for our money, mate. We'll be working hard. Best of luck, Dino. Best of luck, punters. Should be a great Melbourne Cup. Enjoy, punters. Enjoy.